0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. Back of the Nest Preview Show. Sponsored by Pitch Sport. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com. Welcome,
1: one and all, to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford, and tonight I am joined by Sam Heskiff and Albert Curley as we build you up to Chelsea's visit to Sellers Park. This podcast does come with a health warning. Listening to us three blood clots is worse for your health than AstraZeneca.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. on 116123 that's 116123 they are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7 365 days of the year let's all take a moment to talk more than football
1: yes welcome everybody to the show um it's Chelsea we um, notoriously do great against them so this is going to be fun and optimistic but before we get into all of that let's introduce you to who has joined me tonight I've got one Albert Curley
3: one Albert Curley. Thank God there's
1: only one ever. Eh?
3: Et cetera, et cetera.
1: <laughs> and Sam Heskiff, of course. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. No,
3: chant for, no chant for you.
1: No chant for me. <laughs> um, enjoyed our pre-show talk, Heskiff, about um, you proclaiming to your missus for the entire first half against
4: Everton that James Rodriguez should be directed onto his right foot? Yeah, he's got no right foot. <laughs> he's got no right foot. is shit. He can't do anything. Oh, oh, excellent. Right, anyway, before we go any further...
2: I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer?
1: Huh, I wasn't expecting that jingled. I was expecting the other one. Right. I've got Pink Chimneys today.
3: Yeah, but what a, are you drinking?
1: <laughs> hey. By S43 Brewery from Durham. Uh, never I had thought, this before.
3: I thought Pink Chimneys was one of the possible side effects from the AstraZeneca.
1: um well with it this being 6.9 percent um i'm I'm getting up out of this chair after is probably gonna give me a big accident um what's the blurb on the back say today what's the blurb on the back say um it's a bit crappy this one to be honest um for the love of beer we think beer is the most diverse drink out there for any occasion and that's why we love it our mission is to make brews we are proud of and are exciting to try. We pour our love for them into every single can we make. Our thirst for exploring all diverse forms of craft beer and making each batch more exciting than the last has never been stronger. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's, it's, supposed, okay. it's meant it's to be right really here. good. Yeah, so I'll let, I'll let you know what are you guys drinking. Uh,
4: uh, alas, I'm just drinking a pint of water.
3: My mind is the complete. Uh, yours was very waffly and all very diverse. I'm, I'm drinking British lager, Marks and Spencer's.
1: Oh, very good
3: from the Eagle Brewery. <laughs> think, don't have did to point you, that did out. Did you get
4: it for free off Terence?
3: No, I got it with twenty percent off from my mother, who is Marks and Spencer's alumni. Um, it's all right. You know, people think Budweiser's bland. This British lager is shit. No, it doesn't,
0: doesn't <laughs> that's,
3: that's not what it says on the can. That's not me reading the blur. <laughs> I've
4: got a point. About
3: oh no, hang on, hang on. About this beer. Typical lot. typical lager ingredients and processes are used to produce this beer. Modern hop varieties give this lager a contemporary twist. Perfect match for curry dishes and fish and <laughs> chips. Everything really. So. Broad. Broad. Broad British lager.
1: It's, it sounds like weirdly Brexit, but then saying that it should be drunk with curries. I don't know. <laughs> nah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, conspiracy theories is what I've got written down as my first note. We were getting into it on WhatsApp today about um, <laughs> AstraZeneca being the only free um vaccine that is getting peppered in the press. You you went on some right diatribe, Albert, pulling out the leaflets for any drugs you could find in the house.
3: Legal ones, I might add.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Those don't come with leaflets. It's strangely written on a little wrap of paper, very small print. Um. Yeah, yeah. No, I. You know, it's. I just thought it was interesting to see what the stuff in the cupboard said, and. And what was the My favorite one was from the, an anti inflammatory that I take for uh, <clears throat> gout occasionally. Ouch. Um, pink frothy sputum. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, is that the name of this beer I'm drinking? Oh, no. Pink <laughs> chin, it sounds like... <laughs> no, you're going to have, I'm going to send you a, a can of pink frothy sputum next week after I've <laughs> done a whole packet of naproxen. <laughs>
1: I thought you was going to say that the anti-inflammatories were for your Leslie Aships lips when um, you had COVID right. back in the day.
3: Didn't touch them. Didn't touch them. Hmm. Yeah, and give, was... Have you ever had pink frothy sp- sp- sputum? I nearly said something else.
4: Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. And uh, no, I haven't. Thank you very much.
3: Mm. Good.
4: Good. Sure. Plenty of Shout-out time left yet, though.
1: Shout out to all the gout crew out there. Um, get your pink frothy sputum down yeah. <laughs> um so is that a side effect sorry what is it
3: that was a possible side effect of an anti-inflammatory
4: it's down it's written down under bonus
3: pink frothy pink pink frothy sputum
4: if, if that is not put on the tweet when we send out tomorrow with this podcast we've got to have angry words with whoever does it
3: oh i'll be livid
4: <laughs> oh dear yeah well who's going, to be, who's going to be the first one to google pink frothy sputum. already done it good lads put it in the chat <laughs> yeah.
1: it comes up with uh, you may people also search blue waffle <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh for
3: god's sake <laughs> uh, right moving
1: on um club are going big and hard on the zenith data systems trophy win uh, the anniversary of that um heskiff special program coming out for the game against chelsea um I think we might be doing like a, a minute's silence in memory of the last first and last trophy we'll ever win. Uh, and, um, retro shirt coming out. Ben Teke looking very dashing in it. Ben Teke? Ben Teke,
4: that's his name. Ben looking Teke. very dashing,
1: yeah. Benjamin um, yeah, Teke.
4: I've actually, I've, I've actually got a uh, Zenith Data Systems Cup winners mug. Emphasis on the word mug, no doubt. But it takes pride of place amongst my like 17 other Palace mugs. Uh, still going strong. So, as durable as the Zenith Data Systems tournament itself, it's the
3: Zenith Data Systems Cup Cup.
4: It is a ZDSCC.
3: Yeah, nice.
1: It's like the, it's it's very hipster trophy to have in your collection.
4: Yeah, not many not many teams won it. Exactly. Who you know? Who's going to know that we beat Norwich in the area final, for example? Did we? Did we? Did we beat Brighton on the way as well?
0: probably
4: new hipster for me hang on
1: <laughs> I've, um we did i remember writing articles about it and i think it might have been the following season in our defense of it that we beat them but maybe i think we might have beat them in the first round or second round or something
4: uh i will say that i do like the kit though it's a the good.
1: kit yeah it, it does a good and it's nice that they got buctor on it um, they obviously had problems with the 97-98 remake they did where Adidas just didn't want anything to do with it, so hence you can't have the three stripes on it and Adidas, which kind of took away from the whole shirt, really, because I think the, the really thick three Adidas stripes on that looked...
4: Um,
3: Could they have not done a deal with Adi hash? I'm sure that was big around 97-98 in <laughs> Camden Market.
4: Yeah, do get a bonus pair of spliffy jeans as well. If you it'd didn't. have no, to be... I- not even the lawsuit from Four,
3: stripes. Hash. four
1: <laughs> stripes though, wouldn't it? It'd have to be. It would either four stripes or two stripes with the fakes back in the day of those.
4: Four stripes, definitely. Yeah. Um and just to confirm, we did beat Brighton on the way. Yeah. Beat him two 0 There you go. You know what I'm talking about sometimes.
1: Um Were you at that game, Haskiff, or just missed missed it a bit too
4: young? Uh the final. Yeah. Uh, I I, wasn't. I was I'd been to Palace, but I didn't get a ticket final. I, I had a VHS of it there. Mm. So that was obviously a delight in my childhood of just and watching
1: that on, on repeat. And obviously, Albert, you're too—you're way too young. You wouldn't have been there.
3: No, wasn't there, I'm afraid.
1: Mm. Uh, no, I mean, either. 94 was my first game, as we've talked about before. So just missed that. And it was, was also, I mean, we all probably missed the 4-3 as well, live in that sense. I mean, I remember watching the 4-3 on TV when I was a kid. Yeah, I watched it on telly. Mm, it was downhill from there, really. The whole day, in terms of the FA Cup semi-finals that day, didn't the second one finish 3-3 as well, the May United game.
4: Yeah. Unbelievable day. Um, Imagine us scoring four goals now.
3: <laughs> were you really whingy back then?
4: Me? Yeah. yeah. Were you whingy. watching
3: that going, ah, oh, we've conceded three. it was we scored
4: too early. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, if I, just just there, just being like uh, I don't know, mur- Alan Padu, murder, murder. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to speak in German now I don't know why, I'm not French so mm, Missed it. Um, well, four or three, uh, you think would be the sort of score lines? Would get your season tickets, but um, season ticket sales are apparently been good anyway. Whether the club's just saying this to I don't know, try and say <laughs> get in early and get your tickets but they're suggesting that sales have been really good. Now, Albert, this can't be down to the football. So it must just be the optimism of getting back into stadiums and that we might have a new manager coming in.
3: I think it's the prospect of those soggy chips, isn't it? Everybody wants to get back and have soggy chips. Mm. Absence makes the heart grow fonder.
1: Tasty jerk.
3: Oh, now we're talking. Fingers back that tea and But considering you live very close, you don't need the season ticket to reap the benefits of the tasty jerk. Do you know what? I just... It
1: never even crosses my mind to get some. You fucking spoilt bastard.
3: You just don't even...
1: <laughs> there are a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot of good restaurants around here. Um, yeah, but... but yeah. I could just walk down there and get one. Maybe I'll start oh. doing that next week once... Uh, the, the, the ultimate open. way
3: you control me is if you appeared, because now we can see each other. If I fucking logged into this chat, this webcam, whatever it's called, on time, <laughs> to see you tucking into a fucking... Tasty jerk. I'll be livid.
2: Aha. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: uh, you know, you, you know, know what's coming. <laughs> on cue next week, I'm just going to be finger-licking.
3: Livid, potentially aroused. <laughs> it yeah. could go either way. We're when back I'm, to
4: the sputum, aren't we? Pink yeah, frothy
3: sputum. When I'm
1: getting a um, dirty den from EastEnders, ah. just licking my fingers on the webcam at you.
3: Now we're talking.
1: Mm. Um, uh, I know you've renewed yours, haven't you, Heskip? Have you done yours yet, Albert? Did you even have one to renew? Uh,
3: Yes, (laughs) yes. I deferred for shielding purposes. Thank you. So I've already paid for half of it. Mm. Um, That was nice,
1: only having to pay like, I don't know, I think mine was 70 quid or something because I went to one game and you didn't pay for the first two. So it was nice to just... Not have to fork out five hundred quid. Yeah, I'm um, just trying
3: to work out how much to charge the bloke I share with. Um he's not really on on top of the numbers.
1: I would say, well, in that case, I would say half of four hundred and ninety-five.
3: <laughs> well, yes, but I because I get I get one for my son as well. I get the discount. So it's like, do I charge him half of the discounted price? No. No, because if I didn't have the child's ticket, it wouldn't be a discounted price. We'd have to give me half of a full price ticket. Lots of um I mean I'm not at work at the moment. I'm I've been thinking about this for about probably about three hours over the course of the day. <laughs>
1: Have you done a pros and cons list? Like
3: pros, more money for me.
1: Cons. You're a con but, you'd be a con yeah, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'll figure that out with Jim.
1: <laughs> or I don't know. Ask the kid. See what a kid thinks
3: he'll just no he'll say can i just have the 95 quid and not bother coming <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah why are you doing this to me this is this is child abuse um, yeah exactly um, yeah No. but yeah i mean i uh, if if the sales have indeed been good i mean i put it down to it is I, I can't wait to get back into the stadiums now like um we had that little taster against Spurs and it was it was a great day but still being only 2000 people it wasn't the same but um yeah really excited to get back in there with some more people and um
3: when just... we say sales though we mean renewals right Well renewals
1: yeah exactly yeah, yeah the renew the, um I think it's in June is when any just left over will go on sale because um, a friend of mine from um our NCT classes when we had the baby um he's looking to get his first Palace season ticket after um, I finally after you chewed him, his ear off, chewed his ear off, beating him yeah. into submission. He, he'd been to a couple of games before I met him, um, and he's been to he's been to a couple since as well. So he's um really keen to get a season to get. He, he wanted one before, but just didn't have anyone to go with and didn't want to guard his own. So now he knows people.
4: Yeah, I've got a similarly. I've got a friend who's been buying like single match tickets in the arthur for like every game of a season. Aren't they like forty odd quid as well? Yeah, they're not cheap. Um, so now he's looking just for a single, you know, like a single seat in, in the lower homestyle. So I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll get one. There's yeah. It's we'll probably we'll easier to get like the old one here and there than it is yeah. to try and buy like four. Yeah.
1: We, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take it off air, but we'll see if we can get them next to each other.
4: Matchmaking.
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here you go. You got a palace friend to go with. Um, <laughs> anyway, I didn't, I didn't comment on this pink chimneys. It's, um, it's pretty good. So Galaxy Citroen um New England IPA for those that are interested. Lovely. Nice, stuff to
3: <laughs> nicely bookended. Put a jingle here. <laughs>
1: um what else we got? Um Patrick Van Holt, Now he was um uh he's touched on his the racist abuse he got a few weeks ago. We already talked about that back then, but it kind of ties in as well with Swansea's social media going on a week long blackout today. They um in you know saying that racism is enough um surprise so i mean it's it's a good move from um from swansea and a lot of people um notably andrews townsend's old man troy townsend being um the head of kick it out um has been very supportive with it can you albert can you see more people more teams following suit with this and uh, taking this sort of approach do you think it's the right sort of approach
3: yeah, it's definitely the right sort of approach. Um, i have be honest, I'm surprised after the Thierry Henry, you know, his stance that he took, I, I was surprised that, and maybe I've missed it, but I was surprised that there weren't more more people joining with that um, on an individual basis, you know, let alone whole whole football clubs. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Zaha's been very vocal about how action needs to be taken and his... You know his decision to not take the knee, which is completely you know his his decision to make. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll be honest, I'm I'm surprised more hasn't been done. Again, whether it's individuals or uh, on on the basis of a club, Um, and you know maybe Swansea are the first you know, the first who are going to set a bit of a trend over the the coming months because it doesn't seem to be a problem that's going anywhere anytime soon, sadly.
1: Yeah, I think I like the idea of it being teams more than individuals, right? Because I I think... um... PVA has talked about in the past and so as Wilf like why should we come off social media like I enjoy social media when it like the good parts of it and so on and I sh- just because I'm a black man I should not have to come off social media it, it doesn't feel right but where it's, a team's doing it a team represents everyone who supports that team right so then having to compete a complete like turn off of their social media mm-hmm. um, and getting people thinking oh actually I can't read social media from my team because People who support my club or other Premier League clubs are, are racist towards our players. So I think it's, it's it needs to come from more that sort of scope as opposed to you know. It's sad that Thierry Henry's like left Twitter. As you know, Twitter shouldn't want him to leave either. You know, just um, in terms of what it's worth to he's worth to their brand. He's got millions and millions of followers, and um, he's a, an important person in you know the world of football. So. Yeah, it's really sad. So I don't think it should be that should be the case, that people should be forced off. We should be more forcing off the people that are giving out this abuse or at least trying to open their eyes and educate them and make them think better about these things. But um, yeah, but it, it also in this interview, he went off and talked about contract talk, Heskiff. He said um, he loves it. He loves it at Palace. And it's just pretty, pretty much like Townsend said the other day, they've got to wait to the end of the season. And we're going to mop it all up then. Um I mean, I don't. Is there anything else we can really say on this? I mean, there's been loads of manager talk, but it's going to depend
4: on if Hodgson stays or if someone new comes in, right? Yeah, and I think with PVA, he's he's going to have a fair few clubs after him. You know, whether that's going back to Holland or going to somewhere like Turkey or even, you know, he was. I think they he was linked with Leeds and Arsenal recently as well. Um, How would he play for both? Would you get two weeks, two sets away? I mean, I know,
3: I know he's prone to being out of position, but to to to, to appear in <laughs> he's another team's
4: first eleven—that's he's he's somewhere in Warsaw at the moment. He's, t- he's you know, two
3: hundred he... miles out of position. I can't believe it.
4: For both clubs,
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna um, he's just gonna rock up in Milton Keynes and just yeah. Mark well, it'll, back. Be,
1: it'll be like when John Fou- um, Jave. J- J- this beer's already going to my head when Mateta's uh social media guy um put him in Exeter's <laughs> yeah. St. James's Park and not Newcastle St. James's Park. <laughs> uh, Deary me. Um and talking about ours going to Arsenal, um we've got the whole Zaha uh to Arsenal all over again. Now is Hesky, if this is just the press just talking, is it just an easy link because it's made in the past? Is it kind of like whenever we're linked with um who was that Fiorentina striker that we were yeah, linked with right. every window for about five boom, years?
4: Boom, Kamara. Yes, exactly.
1: Is, is this just lazy journalism like that? Like, there's been a link in the past. Let's just write a clickbait story.
4: Yeah, I think so. I mean, they always go back on, like, oh, he's an Arsenal fan. And then the Arsenal, like, Twitter brigade get hold of it and start hamming it and, he, you know, tweeting at him and all come, that. Come carpet, bruv. Oh, God. free aha. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, So, you know, stories that like Arsenal would quite like Zaha, I'm sure. I'm sure they would, because he's better than Pepe and you spent 70-odd million quid on him. But I don't know, like, we get it every year. It's a bit boring. I think he might... I think he's probably more likely to stay.
1: Yeah, I could imagine Arsenal fans in these sort of things saying that, we'll do a swap for Pepe and they give us 10 million. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah all right mate um albert i we I, we kind of have this chat every season but do you feel like this is going to be the, this is going to be the summer that wilf leaves now he's now he's 28 um we, pro- we probably want money if you think of everything that's going on in the background at a club at the moment um we've just done the youth academy out we want to do the main stand there's been covid um he's con- his contract is starting to get towards the latter stages of it um, is now the right time to sell him, just for you know the, the club wanting, wanting and needing the money, or um, does it does selling him put off any new manager coming in? Because I'm sure every any new manager coming in would want Wilfred Zaha as part of their plans.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's that's a that's a big factor. We need to know what's going on with the manager first before we can sit here and say, oh yeah, it's a great time to let Zaha go because you know if we're gonna if we're gonna keep Roy Hodgson. Um, and no disrespect to Roy, I mean Zaha. More often than not, is the difference in whether it's a mildly entertaining performance or an absolute dross, dross performance. And even with Wilf in the team, it's not guaranteed. So, if we were going to keep Hodgson to 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 lose Zaha, I think would be a disaster. Um, but at the same time, it's a real we're at a real crossroads this summer um there's going to be a lot of changes whether it's you know half half of those players that are out of contract leaving um, throw that in with a new manager potentially coming in it's a it's a big big old shake up at the club and you know if we can get i mean what would we get now 40 million would we accept 40 million if we could get that you know that's half of that goes into the background of the club and the academy and the main stand if that ever happens you know and and 20 million in the kitty for a new manager is that the, you know is that the way you soften the blow by sort of folding it into this huge you know rebuilding real rebuilding job at the club um obviously however you spin it i i, I don't want to see him go but it gets to a point where you can't begrudge him if he really does want to go and there's somebody willing to pay the price
1: yeah i think i think we'd probably want a bit more than 40 maybe sort of between 50 and 60 somewhere around that but I, I mean, I have seen other articles suggesting we have the good old famous war chest available this summer of $40 million to spend anyway. And I'm wondering if that's something to do with this new owner coming in and the way they're structuring things in the background. But um, yeah, we certainly need money to do things. In it. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Albert, but Watford have just been new permission for a new ground, right? Planning permission and all that. No, what, what,
3: they, They'll been given planning permission. I signed signed the petition only a few days ago.
1: (laughs) So, but they're they're seeking it, right? They're They're trying to build a new stadium.
3: They're seeking it, and it's a disaster for me if it happens, I'll be honest. Why
1: does it come on your doorstep?
3: It it comes a lot closer to my doorstep, and it was an area that I was potentially looking to move to, but if the fucking grounds are going to be just over my garden fence, fuck that. (laughs) Is
4: that what you wrote in the petition? Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Words to that effect. (laughs) <laughs> um but what do you reckon will
1: get done first Watford's new ground our main stand
3: well if they get permission you can na- nail it on just to rub it rub it in my nose so that they'll get a, a brand new brand new stadium about 300 yards from my house
1: mm, and y- your son starts popping his head over the fence going what's what's going on over there dad
3: fuck's sake Who's that, who's that prick in the wasp costume?
1: <laughs> Don't go near him, son.
3: He's, he's, your, he's your new neighbour. Sorry about
1: <laughs> he, he, that. He, his name's Jeff. Um...
0: <laughs> Back of the Nest. Sponsored by Pitch Sport. time videos. Choose your matchday squad. Post match ratings and much more. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com. Away
2: days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See
0: mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: Right. um, Let's move towards the preview. Before we get into the preview, um, it's a little ad time. And this week we're talking about pitch sports. And you can win 50 quid off us this week. Fifty I'm getting I'm getting involved. I, I will I have no qualms about winning this competition.
3: Not off us personally.
1: Uh off back of the nest.
3: I think it's off us yeah, personally. Fine. What? Really? yeah, I it's didn't off sign of up to of this. Yeah, but um, not I've, what I'm saying is I haven't got to contribute to that. No. Oh yeah, fine. Yeah, fill your boots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so download the pitch sports app
3: Doing and then
1: join the four play league this week where you've got to predict four games. Yeah, Excuse think, me? <laughs> who uh, misses. Um, you predict four games. Um, well, <laughs> actually, our history of predictions, we've got zero chance of winning that 50 quid, I think. Um, yeah, and then if you are, you, you should tweet your username to us, at back of the nest. And um, if you rank as the highest uh, palace, play, uh, pa- palace member that week, you win 50 quid.
3: Easy money. Pitch sport.
1: Pitch sport. And what did um what did you predict last week for the um this game? I think Heski if you said 2-0.
4: Uh yep, 2-0.
1: 2-0 Everton. So no points for you there. So you're not getting 50 quid. What did you say Albert?
3: I think I I wanted 2-0. I think I went 2-1 in the end.
1: Did I optimistically say a draw? I can't remember. I think there's a chance I might have said 1-1, you know. Nah. I I'm pretty sure I said 1-0. Nah, definitely. I, I, in fact, I remember I said one all we're about to I have to get a late equaliser. It's plain as day. I'm winning the fifty quid. I'll, this is come, this is all going to come out of Dr's pocket money. So, well, to, yeah. I mean, to, to be honest, I want if if it is um, if I do win this fifty quid, I want Dr to deliver it personally, in in the form of a gift card, a gift card to his dad's kebab, and then that'll be me. I'm just um, getting dinners for the next few weeks. Uh right. So yeah, pitch sport, download it, join the four play league, win fifty quid. Easy easy money. Right. So this week we play Chelsea. Um delightful team for us, particularly under Boy Hodgson. It's kind of the approach, um, try and only lose two nil, tend to lose three or four-nil kind of vibe since uh, Hodgson came in. Um a bit like Everton last week. It seemed it felt like we did well against for a while. And then um we don't do well against them anymore. Uh, six in a row have beaten us in all competitions, Albert. Um, does that give you any optimism uh, Optimism that the run's about to come to an end for
3: Chelsea? You say six in a row? Six wins in a row in all comps, yeah. That was the one. Yeah, there's been some heavy ones as well, isn't there? So mm-hmm. uh, like four,
1: 4 nil at the bridge this
3: season, wasn't it? Am I confident that we can get a result? Well, you say that. You say that I was going to say no, and then you look at how they got tucked up by West Brom at the weekend. So, who knows? And you know they've put, they've played in the week. Maybe we'll catch them catch them on a bad day. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be up against it, even if we do manage to scrape a point. So, I'm not well, putting my party hat on just yet.
1: So Heskiff, they've, um, they have they're unbeaten in the last five Premier League away games, but. The tucking up against West Brom, as as Albert put it, the five two all came after Thiago Silva got sent off, and um, he's and undoubtedly been integral to Tunshill's team since he come in. They've kept loads and loads of clean sheets, and Thiago Silva's been a great player. And I kind of you think back to the 2014 World Cup um, semi final Brazil Germany when Germany tanks brazil 7-1 it was tiago Silva got injured in the quarter final and couldn't play in the semi-final and the defense just fell apart so he's clearly in every defense he plays in he's like the linchpin of that t- of that back line and um holds everything together so um it's is, is a bit of clutching at straws here or is it a chance
4: that their back three could get a bit lost without him i mean you're asking me so i think you know what i'm gonna say <laughs> um, it, yeah he's obviously a really good player uh and I- I don't know if he made his debut for Chelsea against us, but he certainly like, came into the team against us at, at Stamford Bridge and probably had the easiest easiest game of all time. Um, I think, I mean, obviously no one would have predicted that the 5-2 with West Brom, especially West Brom scoring five seems, seems really odd. Um, but I was going to say, you know, we, we tend not to have loads and loads of, of possession up that end of the pitch and we don't shoot a huge amount. Um, and that's, you know, in that respect, does, does it matter if Thiago Silva's not playing? Because Tuchel, before that game, obviously Chelsea's Chelsea's records defensively was absolutely amazing. So it'll be tough, whoever plays. I mean, you know, I, I, even trying to be positive, I'm struggling a little bit because I, I just think they're just quite like, normally tough to break down. And with Mishi finally getting a goal the game before he's not allowed to play. Uh, it, all seems, it all seems like it's set up for us to sort of play all right, sort of plug away a bit, be all right, and then, yeah, lose 2-0 or something. Do you know, like, because Batshuayi clearly just slighted Roy
1: Hodgson with scoring that goal and probably really upset him. Um, Albert, do you think he's going to play three strikers against Chelsea and just go all-out attack? to give him any reasons to like try and get the strikers to score some goals so he can leave Batshuayi out.
3: I'd love to say yes, but the answer is no. Roy Hodgson is not going to play three strikers. <laughs> um yeah, who know who knows. I mean, it yeah, as Heskey's alluded to, it's you know, we have a striker come on score a you know, a real a real a real striker's goal. Um and yeah, can't can't play the next game. Um Story of our life. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll see Benteke up front. Um, and you know what? I don't mind that. I mean, again, going back to their sort of centre half options without Silver. I think if they play three at the back, you know, Zuma, you know, Aspalakwe is not a natural centre half. Uh, you know, Christensen, they're, they're all, they're all, they're all players that when they play centre half, they've, they've got a potential cock up in them. You know, they're not, they're not all individually outstanding. Centre half, so so maybe you know again without the, without Thiago Silva there, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be gaps and and areas that we can pounce on if we if if we play on the front foot, which we you know we need to start doing because, all right against Everton, great has kept us kept us in it with, um, I mean forgot how many saves, but you know we I think we forget we we were we were on the front foot and trying to trying to have a go at them as well, we just didn't just didn't result in as many shots on goal, but um. I think if we if we adopt that same attitude there might there might be some joy.
1: Hmm. Now we talked about Chelsea being good at the back and um before conceding the five to West Brom keeping a lot of clean sheets but SK five out of seven clean sheets um in our last five clean sheets out of seven in our last seven home games. <laughs> okay I'm telling you like since lockdown these I just can't drink anymore just i'll get halfway through these shows i'm halfway through the beer and my tongue's all over the place uh yeah so palace have kept five clean sheets now going back to the four
3: plane league
4: there aren't we <laughs> i was waiting for it <laughs> uh,
1: i'll set them up you just finish them off mate.
4: Oh, and again <laughs> uh
1: so we've been doing so we've been doing well particularly at sell and you know just going off the back of what albert said there Guaita. to Outstanding against Everton yet again, and um, really putting himself in the forefront for Player of the Season. I think he's going to really be up there. Um, Yeah, so Chelsea are going to have to. They're going to. They've been struggling to break teams down as well under Tuchel. They've only been winning games by the odd goals. So
4: um, a nil nil. I mean, I take it. I take it. Who who do you reckon? A question for you, Terence. Who do you reckon will start up front? Do you reckon he will just keep up with Benteke, or do you reckon Mateo will get more of a more of a look?
1: I, I, I think it, the the same team will start against um, that started against Everton. Will start against um, Chelsea mainly because he has the utmost Hodgson has the utmost trust in Benteke how he defends from the front and particularly defends from corners as well um so i just can't see him saying so chelsea are very dangerous from set pieces they've scored quite a few goals from set pieces this season and we're notoriously weak uh, uh particularly earlier in the season but not now we've I, I think touch wood we've got over that that hiccup and we've got back to defending set pieces. well i think um I th- yeah i think on the who scored we've actually dropped from very weak to weak on defending <laughs> set pieces i think so get in but, you know, it's that over time, by the end of the season, if we continue not to concede from them, it might just disappear as a weakness because it all happened early on and all happened within a few games of each other. So it skews the stats a bit in that sense. So um, I don't think he's going to want to upset that apple cart. So, yeah, I, I, I can see it just being Benzeke and Zaha again, um, probably with IU and Eze again. I don't... I, I struggle to see how Townsend's gonna to get in at the moment over those two, and particularly with um Jeff Schlupp coming back as well. It's um you saw that he he'd rather have brought Jeff Schlupp on and put him up front and move Wilf out wide left. Um now so I, I suppose I can put that to you, Albert, and say Wilf went out left and he just looks like an absolute world beater. <laughs> and I know the stats say that you know he scored loads of goals as a centre forward for us this season and you know, he's having his best seasons numbers-wise in that sense, but you put him out wide left and he's unplayable.
3: Absolutely. I always prefer Wilf out wide because, you know, you, you can get the ball to him sooner. And listen, he's, he's capable of doing that when he plays up front. I'm not saying he's, he's bad up front, but I think the, the, the way we play and the way that we rely on him, I think the the, the nearer he is to the midfield, he can he can get the ball. And he can carry us up the pitch. It's it's what happens after that that's been our problem. It's creating clear cut chances, and you know, Benteke not having to come so deep to to link up, and then not being in the box when a cross may or may not be going in. So, yeah, I'm I'm all for seeing Wilf out wide. I think we got I think we've got options up front um, that enable us to play a system to also get the best of Wilf whilst playing out wide.
4: Yeah, I I agree. I think I mean we said it before that we. We all know Wilson a winger. I know he says he wants to play out front, but even when he gets the ball on the wing and cuts inside, you know, I'm a lot more confident that he's going to get a good shot off now than I than I was a few years ago. Um but one one player that I thought made a big difference in the Everton game was Schlupp when he came on, because, you know, he's quite a dynamic player. He does get the ball and run forward, which you know we, we miss sorely at times. And I think you know, if he was to if he was to start the game instead of you, I wouldn't have any problem with that at all. Um, I think it allows us to get up the pitch a bit quicker. It allows, yeah, more support to the strikers, like Albert was saying. You know, so we're not we don't see the ball pumped up to Benteke, and then there's like sixty yards of greenery with, before you see another Palace player. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I would like Will start out wide. I don't see it happening, obviously, but it's good to know that. We've not been talking shit for the whole season that when he does quite well, he starts to look like a, a you know an absolute beast.
1: Well, I've got two points here. I'll, I'll start with Schlupp. Um, I just don't, again, pretty much like the Benteke. So I don't think Schlupp's going to get thrown into this one because I don't think the match fitness is there. And you don't want it to be thrown in against a team that you're going to have to run your ass off off the ball constantly because, let's face it, Chelsea are going to have most of the ball. And... Jeff Schlupp's going to be knackered before half time comes around if he starts. So maybe 20 minutes for him at the end would be the wiser approach there. The difference about Wilf playing out left in this game versus how he looked in the Everton game is particularly not just when he went out left exclusively, but always so in the first half when he drifted out left a few times. The difference being is that the right-sided centre-back of the three for Everton was Michael Keane and he just looks like a centre-back out wide. And Wilf just slowed him down. And as soon as he slowed him down, sped back up and Keane just had no chance of following him. And he just destroyed him over and over again. And then when they moved, we moved him out left, they replaced Coleman with Godfrey to try and, counter that and try and give him the extra support. But Godfrey kept wandering, wandering off up the pitch and Zaha just floated into that space anyway. And that's how we used to, if you think about it, that's how we used to beat Everton back back when we first got promoted to the Premier League. They played three at the back. Their backs had pushed on far too much. And Balassi and Zaha would just exploit the space in behind. And um, I think if that game went on a few minutes longer, we might, we, we might have nicked a winner, to be honest, because um, we were really starting to create a lot of chances. But the difference being when we play Chelsea, the right-sided centre-back of the three is going to be Laqueta, who's natural out there. He's a right-back by trade. So he's going to feel a lot more comfortable going out there and defending against a winger. Of course, it's still difficult to defend against Will for the best of times. And we'll see that battle a lot because um, looking at... The stats: Chelsea attack down the left, and we uh, attack down the right, and we attack down the left. So that's where the battle in this game is going to take place. There's going to be PVA, Zaha, and Eze against Quetta um, Callum Hudson-Odoi, and Mason Mount is the one who drifts out wide on that side. So that's where the battle is going to be won and lost in this game. And um, it's whichever ones can get <laughs> pressed down those side and keep the other ones quiet is where is a team that's going to perhaps create the better chances to win the game. But um, yeah, going to certainly be an interesting battle on that side. Um, <clears throat> last thing I wanted to touch on was we're getting to the end of the season. And it's probably not one for this game for reasons we've already talked about with Chelsea being a difficult opposition. But we're safe now. I think we can happily say no one's gone down on 38 points for a long time and we're 12 points clear of the relegation zone. And uh, you just... You- Look at it, Fulham aren't going to pin enough wins together to overturn that that deficit. It's just not going to happen. So I think we can safely say we're safe. And we talked about this last season and we continued to play our first team players and lost seven, drew one of the last eight games. But this year we have an under-18s team that is absolutely thriving, gone top of the league after another you know, 4-0 and 5-1 wins in the last week. Um, top of the league, really looking amazing, playing incredible football. And now we have genuine players in that under-18s where you can say, you've got to give them a chance. Like the season they've had, you've got um, David Omilabu scored a hat-trick this weekend. Um, and he's I think that was his 14th, 13th, 14th and 15th goals of the season, something like that. Um, you've got um, Raks- Raksaki is just... He looks like Wilf. He looks like a young Wilf. That's what he looks like. And um, you've got a few other players across the ball Day You've got um, Ola the left back, who's looking really good as well. So we've got players now you want to start to filter through. So again, same questions that we asked last year. Can, is Roy under a bit more pressure this year to do it, Albert, because they are having a, a, such a great season and what's, what's the odd five, ten minutes here at the end of the game to A, a give, them, give them a chance and B, give us fans a bit of something to be excited about.
3: Yeah, he ain't doing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, is this like... Is Roy really reluctant with you team players? Because he has brought some through. Now, people argue the necessity of Aaron wan that he, he didn't... You know, it was because of injuries that he came through. But then you'll hear counter-arguments that Roy Hodgson blocked his lone move out at the beginning of the season because he said he was going to get minutes later in the season and he wanted to keep him in touch. So, I think that's often overlooked, and people just tend to lean on the fact that we had injuries. Um, he's not been scared to put Tyreek Mitchell into the team, he's put him in there often.
3: He's not um, been scared and- to take him out either, <laughs>
1: yeah. But it, it, at, the, at the same time, you know, Patrick Van Arnold is a well established um, Premier League fullback, and you don't you, ideally, you don't want to throw young players in there and you know what do you you want to frame and end up like if you think the Wolves game where Troy just wrecks him basically because of the strength and pace and power that he had you don't want it, you don't want him to be on the end of too many games like that where he's really really struggling and it gets his confidence down so you sort of you, you manage him a bit I'm trying to play devil's advocate a bit here I don't, I, I think that Roy is probably reluctant to support have team players in but I know, you, you, Albert doesn't think it's going to happen. Heskif, do you can you see any
4: of these, well, the three I mentioned, any of them getting any minutes before the end of the season? Uh, I can't. I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them in the squad, on the bench, especially at the moment when we, we have got injuries, you know. If if ever there was a time that they could push to get on the bench, it's now before, before some of these players start coming back. But I think Roy's thing is, that he has to trust the player and under and you know trust that they understand what he wants and the system and the process and all that sort of thing, and and the likelihood of any of the under eighteen doing that and getting getting on the bench, I think, is remote. Not because they're not talented, because they obviously are, but more because I just I don't think it really fits what Roy needs. Even though there's you know not huge amounts to play for.
1: Yeah, but I, I wonder. The way bonuses are structured and stuff like that, and it might even work for a manager as well as the players. That it might all be done on placement in the league, so it's kind of like you, you'll get more bonuses at the end of the season. The higher the league you finished the higher up you finish up the league. Even if it's just one place, it's worth putting in the effort to finish that one place higher. So, yeah, and the, so the incentive doesn't seem to be there to do that if it's you know by putting the youth team players, but you know you could throw one of these in and they could be the next Wayne Rooney or something. Do you know what I mean? Like is, uh, you know, David Moyes didn't blink and threw Wayne Rooney in as a 17 year old. Well, you, 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 find out if they sink or swim when you put them in. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying David Almalab is going to turn out to be the next Wayne Rooney or anything like that, but do you know what I mean, you, you've got to give them the chance to find out. So hopefully we see it, but who knows? I hope,
3: yeah. I hope you're, I hope I'm wrong. Hmm. Hope I'm wrong, but like you say, those league places in the Premier League are worth a sizeable chunk of money, and you know, there's no, there's no reason why we can't nick another one or two of those. And I'm sure that will be not just you know not 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 just Roy Hodgson, and I'm sure it'll be there'll be pressure from above as well. You know, like we we need the money, so yeah.
1: Well, I think particularly yeah. they will want to hold on to the one we've got at the moment. I think the place we've got at the moment would is probably going to be our target to finish at the end of the season, especially if you think who's above us in terms of. Leeds, Villa and Arsenal are the three teams that we're aiming at above us. I think uh, it's, they're going to be tough, tougher to catch, particularly with when Villa get Grealish back and stuff. You just it's going to be tough to overturn that deficit in points. But um, you know Southampton are starting to pick up results again, so we want to sort of hold Southampton off behind us and hold Burnley off and things like that. So um, yeah, I think I think I'll be happy with the position we're in at the moment. Uh, right. Let's just get into predictions then. So, what have we got? Both teams, 1-2, drawn three, lost one of the last six in the Premier League. Um, There's been under 2.5 goals in Palace's last three home games and six of Chelsea's last seven away games. So, looks like a low-scoring affair, um, which we're we used to at Sellers Park. So, um, let me guess. I'm going to go... Heskiff's going to say 2-0. Then Albert's going to say he wants 2 nil, but it will go 1-0
4: Chelsea. No. Nope. Oh, close. I, I am going 2-0.
3: I'm going 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Um, to Chelsea, just for the record.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah for Chelsea. the
1: record. You, see, you could have hung that, left it open. And then, you know, if Palace nicked to 2-1, you could have been like, I told you so. Um, uh, 5.30 on a Saturday at Celeste. I'm going to go for a 0-0. Boring game.
0: I'll
1: take hey. it. Up
3: the pink chimneys.
1: Up the pink chimneys. Um, it'll be a bit like, I'm going to sound like, did you hear Gary Neville on Monday Night Football with the, um, was it Monday night? Yeah, Monday night after us, the West Ham Wolves game where he said this is going to be a really dreadful game. Both teams really, really structured and it's going to be boring and I think it's going to be a painful watch and then it's like 3-1 at half time. <laughs> yeah, excellent viewing. So that, that, that's, hopefully, hopefully that's what it will be and Palace will win 3-2. I'll take it, but um yeah, and I'm off i oh, oh, I'm off on to uh, down to the ground at three o'clock to meet the photographer Seb. I've I've bought one of these um one of his prints off of him, uh, which is gonna be frames put up on the wall. If you've seen if you look on his Instagram, the corner shot of the homesdale when Arthur, and it's at night, and you can basically you know, just see the floodlights and like the shadows of the stadium. It's a it's a great picture. So yeah, looking forward to that. Um right thanks guys for joining as always um thanks for putting up with my um tongue-tied beer um, antics and um, thanks for everyone listening we'll be back next week when we play football football all of the time um we're, we've I'm pretty sure it's just Saturdays now isn't it going forward we've not we've not got any more midweekers have we um, I know yeah. you're shining me. And, and 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 I know listening, sis, you're probably like, why don't you just look ahead? We're away at Southampton. No, it's been postponed. We've got another week off.
4: We have. The next game's in
1: twenty six to 20- do yeah.
3: Don't sound
1: they, too the excited. Game, they made the FA Cup, didn't they? They they're still in the FA Cup Southampton, so it's been postponed. Do we ever play? When do you have three weeks off and then you get another week off? Um
3: The FA Cup, imagine that.
1: Yeah, so okay then. So then the next game after that is then a Monday. It looks like a Monday. <laughs> Not the Yeah, all mo- Saturdays that Monday-
3: from now on, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, it's 26th 20- of, 8- of April is our next game. So I think that's a Monday night.
3: Oh, that is a Monday night.
1: So that's against um, Leicester, Raul. um Do you know with the team we've taken the most points off in Premier League history is Leicester. We haven't taken more points off any other team. 20- 27 Premier League points.
4: 2 no Leicester
1: more more stats like that on the preview pod next time. Heskiff doesn't
3: need to do the preview in 2 weeks cuz he's just he's just dropped his yeah. prediction now. Easy, you have 2 too, weeks Lester. off Esgif.
1: Easy. So, I thought about this. I saw a great stat the other day with um uh, Matt when Lester lost to Man City the other night and they said that Jamie Vardy only had 14 touches which is the second fewest touches he's ever had in his entire career. The other game was when they lost 5 nil to Crystal Palace. <laughs> <laughs> and he only had eight touches. Um,
3: he had a bad arm back then, though. So,
1: Yeah, true story. Right, brilliant. So we'll be back in two weeks, not next week, where we'll be building you up to Palace's trip to the King Power Stadium for our best opponents. Let's face it, 27 points, lads. It's three points. I don't know what you're worried about. We'll see. <laughs> But listen out for the match report this weekend. It will be recorded on Sunday, where Hambo will be taking you through with two other panels. Maybe Dr. Will be back again. It was nice to hear him back on the uh, on the match report this week. Um, yeah. So until two weeks' time, up the palace.
2: At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport Powered by fans.